G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast once again. So this episode I think is a fun one and I think going to be really valuable to all of you because I get this question so much and it's what is a mini cut and more so how to actually execute a mini cut successfully. So let's get to it. What is a mini cut? It's certainly something I get over and over in my DMs, I can tell you that much. But a mini cut is pretty simple, just a calorie deficit. But the only real distinct differentiating factor of a mini cut is going to be the duration of the mini cut. So obviously, if we're trying to lose weight, what are we trying to do? We're trying to be in a calorie deficit and generate fat loss. If I coach someone and they come to me normally say for a 12-week period minimum, that is going to be your kind of standard length of time someone would do a cut. Or likewise, if I'm coaching a bikini competitor to get on stage and compete, generally our comp prep is going to be around about 18 to 20, 22, 24 weeks of start of a cut to getting on stage. So yes, 18, 20, 22, 24 weeks. It's a long period of time because we're trying to get really, really lean, obviously, but we're also trying to do it in a way that we're going to frequently try and bring your calories up out of a calorie deficit. So you have refeed days, diet break days, et cetera. So remember, the more you're coming out of a calorie deficit, Obviously, your rate of fat loss is going to be a little bit slower because you're out of a calorie deficit. But you're also doing this in, say, a prep for a bikini competition because you're trying to give yourself some, some level of physical and also psychological restoration from that of calorie deficit. But with a mini cut, a mini cut's different because it's normally a more aggressive approach or a shorter window of time that you're in a calorie deficit. So we'll mini cut. First of all, let's get the the time frame, I guess, out there. So a time frame for a mini cut is primarily going to be within six to eight weeks. Okay. So it's going to be shorter, intense periods. So it doesn't necessarily have to be more intense from a standpoint of you have to eat 600 calories a day. But what we're trying to do is keep the time frame short, short. So you're in a focus of or a mentality of get in and get out. So you get into the calorie deficit, you get as much work done in a short period of time, and then you get out of the calorie deficit. So with a mini cut, six to eight weeks is probably the max length that you'd do a mini cut. Outside of six to eight weeks, then basically just becomes a normal cut, right? It's a normal fat loss phase. So the way you want to look at a mini cut is it's probably for a lot of people not going to be the time span that you're going to go from say you know 80 kilos down to 60 kilos or you're not probably going to be a bikini competitor who who gets on stage after six to eight weeks unless you're already incredibly lean so the idea of a mini cut is Primarily going to be for someone who has potentially been in, say, a building phase in a surplus for quite some time, which is great, but they put on a little bit more body fat than they would like after, you know, six, nine months in 
a surplus and they want to lose a little bit of the body fat. They're not trying to get shredded. They're not trying to lose all the weight they've gained because they know they want to build muscle. But it's kind of got to a level where they go, you know what, let's lose a few kilos of body fat now to then come back into a surplus and then spend more time back up with calories up. Or another reason why a lot of people do mini cups is because they have a time um, frame where at the end of that time period, they have, say, a holiday or a wedding or a photo shoot, whatever it is, but they have a clear kind of goal that they're training towards and it's not not in the too distant future so often you might say book a holiday and you go you know what i'm going to hawaii in six weeks time i'm you know i'm in a good place but god i really would love to go to hawaii and just feel for me i've done this before man i'd really love to just walk around with my shirt off in my board shorts and feel really confident so i'm just going to try and do a mini cut and try to get some abs out or vice versa you're gonna a woman says hey you know what i'd really love to just feel a bit more confident in my bikini wherever that's losing five kilos or three kilos or whatever it is this is something where a mini cut is often going to be quite useful and very popular and then you also get people who you know have weddings and whatever it is the the key to a mini cut is primarily going to have a clear kind of time frame. It's not going to be a sense of, hey, you know what? I know I kind of want to lose 15 kilos to be healthy. Let's start dieting and, you know, see how I go. It's going to be much more, all right, we've got four weeks, we've got six weeks, we've got eight weeks. This is the this is where I want to be. So with that, a mini cut really to execute really well, what you want to do is understand a few key factors. So the factors that really will determine what you do, for example, with your calories will come down to two things. And this is the two things you need to ask yourself before you do your mini cut. Number one, how much weight you want to lose, because this impacts things from a standpoint of how um, aggressive you'll be with your calorie deficit. So how much weight do you want to lose? If you're someone who wants to lose three kilos, that's going to be different to someone who wants to lose 10 kilos. Then the other big factor that will influence your mini cut is going to be the duration. So do you have an event that you want to be a little bit leaner for in four weeks? Do you have something you want to be leaner for in eight weeks? Obviously, three, four weeks difference will impact again how aggressive you want to go with your calorie deficit. So let's use two people. So something I get, and this is triggered off, um, a DM, sorry, a question box I got on my Instagram the other day. And it, was, it said, what should your calories be for a mini cut? And in typical Mark kind of fashion, I answered in a way that, you know, I wanted the person to think and the audience to think where I said, well, it depends. It depends on a variety of factors. And so often when someone asks me a question, especially obviously on Instagram where Granted, the person doesn't have very much space to ask a question, but a lot of the questions are just so vague that I can't ever give a detailed response. So if someone says, what should my calories be for a mini cut? It's almost like you walking into um, you walk into a gym and 
and or sorry, I'll start that again. It's almost like me going and meeting you and saying, hey, how much should I bench press today? And you'd be like, well, I don't know. I'll, but of course you don't know because you don't know how much I've been lifting and what rep ranges I've been doing and where my strengths are and all these factors. So everything in impacts the answer to majority of questions. So when the person asked me what their calories should be for a mini cut, things I didn't know. I didn't know what their calories had been previously. Have they been in a surplus lately? Have they been kind of yo-yo dieting lately? This will impact calories. Have they, um, they didn't tell me obviously what their goal um, weight loss was. Do they want to lose two kilos, four kilos, eight kilos? Again, that's going to impact things. And then they also didn't say, um, how long or how far away their goal was. Do they have a wedding in eight weeks? Do they have a photo shoot in three weeks? So all these factors are really going to determine where your calories will be relative to obviously your TDE, which is your maintenance calories. This way you get kind of so many questions on social media and it's such a, you want to answer questions in a way that's helpful for people, but also intelligent and nuance and that's often quite hard over an Instagram story or a post and so that's why I wanted to do this video because I want people to think how obviously a mini cut is a, a calorie deficit for a period of time but so many factors come into it that will influence what a mini cut will be for you versus me and this is why you want to think because you don't want it just to be a generic one-size-fits-all approach. So with the fact that we know, as I've said, how much weight you want to lose will impact the calories you'll set. Likewise, the duration that you need to be in a mini cut for, this is what you want to help use to determine where you should, you should place your calorie deficit. So hopefully by now, most of you listening to me for a while understand that calorie deficit obviously is when you create what we call a negative energy balance where we consume less calories than we burn, okay? So what we want to be doing is creating a calorie deficit to lose weight. With that, we can do a more aggressive approach to a calorie deficit. We can do a more moderate approach. We can do a more conservative approach. So when I say conservative, moderate, and aggressive, think of your TDE. So TDE is where you should theoretically maintain your weight, your total daily energy expenditure. If you need help with your TDE, guys, use my free TDE calculator on my Coach Mark Carroll website, which will help give you your maintenance calories. So with that, once you have your TDE, a conservative deficit is going to be around a 20% calorie deficit. A more moderate approach is going to be around a 25 to 30% calorie deficit. So a deficit from your TDE. And then a aggressive approach is going to be around 35 to 40%. So I'll repeat that. A conservative calorie deficit is normally around 20%. A moderate approach is around 25 to 30%. And then a more aggressive approach is going to be that 35 to 40% range. So all of these calorie deficits, which one works? Well, they all work. Normally, you kind of look at um, a mini cut as being something you could probably go a bit more aggressive for because there's a shorter window, but doesn't mean that everyone needs to be aggressive. So if you only need to lose two, three kilos in, and your event is in say six weeks, 
Normally, a conservative deficit of around 20% should mean about a half a kilo of fat loss lost a week. So if you have six weeks to lose three kilos, half a kilo of fat loss we know is then going to be give or take around that smack on six-week mark in a perfect world. So therefore, even though an aggressive calorie deficit is generally linked to a mini cut, if you have six weeks and you only need to lose three kilos, a conservative calorie deficit is going to work fine. It's going to be pretty much um, a sport that you can smash your goals in a short period of time because, again, that factor of how much weight you want to lose is quite minimal for you. Likewise, if you need to lose, say, for example, in six weeks, six kilos, doing a conservative approach to your calorie deficit is not going to get you most likely that six kilo rate of fat loss because from a number standpoint, a 20% calorie deficit being around a half a kilo of weight loss a week won't generate that six kilos of fat loss in six weeks. So this is why, again, I keep going back to those factors that influence your mini cut. How long do you away do you need to be that a certain weight for and how much weight do you need to lose in that time? So if you've got four weeks only, say, to a photo shoot or um, you've decided you've last minute kind of booked a holiday to Bali and you want to lose three, four kilos in four weeks, can that be done? Because this is something I get over and over. Mark, can I lose four kilos in four or five weeks? Yes, you can. But it's going to have to be a more aggressive calorie deficit in order to achieve that rate of fat loss. So this is where a mini cut can be really effective to go a bit more aggressive. With an aggressive approach, again, that 35 to 40% mark, a lot of people get down on aggressive calorie deficits, but actually they can be very useful. And the funny thing is, you know, often when I talk about aggressive approaches, you get people say, oh my God, that's so bad and stuff like that. But for myself, I like to use an aggressive calorie deficit when I need to be lean for something. But then I also know many of the world's leading coaches and nutritionists all personally like to use very aggressive approaches on themselves when they need to get lean faster. So this is why it's not going to be a standpoint of, oh my God, an aggressive deficit's the worst thing in the world. It's going to ruin your metabolism. That's not true. That's not really how it works. But a simple kind of rule of thumb to use with an aggressive calorie deficit is the shorter the weeks that you'll be dieting, the more inclined you'll probably be to use an aggressive approach. So this is why if someone's working with me to get them comp prep lean in 16 to 20 weeks, I'm going to start dieting them on as many calories as possible. We've got plenty of time to get them really lean. I don't need to go super aggressive because I've got a lot of time to work and we want to chip away. But if you've only got a couple weeks to generate the rate of fat loss that you need to hit your goals, then inevitably you're going to need to push things a little bit more. So if you say, hey, I've got four kilos to lose in four weeks, you doing a 15 to 20% calorie deficit, unless you get your numbers wrong, is not going to get you there. So this is why it's really important to understand calorie deficits, the level of deficit needs to match your goal 
that you need to be for that window of time that you have. So it should all work in synergy. And this is where, again, people get things wrong. They go, cool, I want to lose four kilos in four weeks. Great. Now we've got our goal or weight loss. We now have a duration goal or we understand how, how, how long we have to achieve that weight loss goal. But then it's important that then that's matched with your calorie deficit required to achieve that goal. So when you look at a mini cut, write these things down. Be really specific with what you're trying to achieve. One of the, one of the things I find with people and in life, and you know, I do this all the time with myself. You know, I read all these books and stuff about success and whatnot. And one of the big things you you find when you're reading all these books is that success is having goals and all this stuff and wanting success in any aspect of life is fantastic but you need to really be specific with where you're trying to go if you don't know where you're trying to go and you don't know what is the goal it's really hard to measure and assess progress it's really hard to measure if you're on the right track towards that goal if you're just thinking hey i want to be better or what is better Hey, I just want to lose some weight. Cool. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? It's not that the amount of weight is this perfect thing where you go, if I lose eight kilos, I'm going to be happy or whatever. It's more so if you have a goal of a certain amount of weight, if you have a goal of the time frame that you need to lose that weight by, it then allows you to strategize and monitor your progress and then allow you to week to week make changes. If things are going well, are you on track? Cool. Let's keep things going. If things are a little bit slow for that goal, then you can make smart decisions off the data. But if you enter into a mini cut and just say, you know, I want to lose some weight and don't understand how much weight you want to lose and how many weeks we want to lose it by. It's really hard to firstly choose the right um, deficit for your goal but also hold yourself accountable to that goal and be able to make changes throughout those weeks. Now, with that, I think that's really covered the basics of the factors I look for for understanding um, how to assess a mini cut. How many weeks do we need a diet for? How much weight you want to lose? I keep saying this over and over and again because I really want people to walk away and just understand it in a level that you can explain it to your partner or a friend once you understand that, you've got this base. So from there, then from a macros point of view, what are you doing? Do you do things differently um, with your calories, your macros? So now once you have your calories set off that level of tier that you want to do with your calorie deficit, the next thing you'll do is set your protein. Pretty simple. When it comes to protein, a super, super generalized approach is we want to have protein around that 1.6 grams to 2.5 grams per kilogram of body weight. So that's your general range. Majority of leading nutritionists around the world say 1.6 grams to 2.5 grams. Once we have that, that's our range. But again, another simple rule of thumb is the more aggressive the calorie deficit, the higher I generally try to place protein because 
the more aggressive the calorie deficit, less calories we um, are providing our body. We want to be doing everything we can to, to preserve muscle mass. The lower the calories go, the more potential we are going to be in a um, in a catabolic state. So we can be catabolic in fat, which means we can lose fat, but we can also be catabolic in muscle mass. So we want to avoid losing muscle mass, obviously, when we're doing a diet. When you're doing a mini cut, obviously, it's, a, it's not a super long window. So how susceptible are you to losing muscle mass? Not that um, not that crazy amount where you're just going to be, oh, my God, in eight weeks, I lost all this muscle mass. But we still want to do everything we can to preserve muscle mass. We've spent a long time building muscle mass. So let's hold on to it. So in a calorie deficit, when doing a mini cut, the more aggressive you go, the higher I would place your protein on that scale of that 1.6 to 2.5 grams. Then another factor that will influence that is how lean you are. The leaner you are, again, the higher you want to have your protein. So if you're someone whose body fat is above 30%, you'd probably be fine still with protein that 1.6 to 1.8 grams range. But if you're someone who's really lean, try to keep your protein well above 2 grams, normally about 2.2 to 2.5 grams per kilogram. So you're doing everything you can to maintain your muscle mass. Simply put, the leaner you are, the more susceptible potentially you are to losing muscle mass when you diet. Whereas the higher your body fat is, probably going to be the less likely you are to lose muscle mass because fat mass can actually help prevent muscle protein breakdown when you diet. So if you have more body fat when you diet, more likely that body fat is actually going to help prevent muscle loss. Now, once we have our calorie set, we have our protein set, which is going to be on the higher range, what do you do with things like your training? Well, your resistance training should primarily be the same year, year in, year out. If you're trying to build muscle or you're trying to lose body fat, we want to be training in a very similar manner because the way you train when you build muscle is going to be the same way that's going to be optimal to preserve muscle. So from a weight standpoint, keep it consistent. The, the whole bulk of your, your training should be built around resistance training because that's going to help us preserve our muscle mass whilst our deficit is what's going to help drive fat loss primarily. Then obviously you've got things like your steps and your cardio. Do you, What do you do there? Do you utilize steps and cardio? Do you need them? Well, again, it's going to depend. If you're someone who's really short on time, just getting your calories correct and potentially maybe going a bit more aggressive, if you're someone who can't do a lot of steps and cardio, then focus on your weight and your nutrition. If you're someone who has more free time, then look at, say, getting your steps up, being consistent with steps. So that's always the first thing I want to do with a client is get their steps in a good place. So I like to normally shoot for that 10,000 steps a day range. Obviously, it can vary from individual to individual with what's going on in their life, but 10,000 steps is always a nice staple place to be for the majority of people. Then what you want to do is just be consistent with that number. Track your steps each day and try to hold yourself accountable to that target each day. Cardio, do you need to do anything crazy with cardio? Not really. So if you've got a mini cut and you have got a short window, probably you don't really need to do too much cardio. It's not like a competitor where they need to diet and diet and diet and then 
the longer they go, the more their body fights them, the leaner they get, the more their body fights them. So you need to keep doing things to increase calorie expenditure. If you only got a short window to diet, then things like two cardio sessions a week is probably going to be more than enough for the majority of people. But it's going to be on the lower end of importance. For mini cut, firstly, get your calories right, get your training correct, get those two things really in good point. Lifting, your resistance training, that's going to be your bulk of your training. Your calories, your nutrition is going to be what's the key driver of your fat loss. Steps in cardio, they're going to be lower on the order of importance, but get the first two things correct. So then finally, let's wrap this up. So I hope it's it's been useful. It's a bit of a quick hitter on really some vital parts of a calorie deficit. Then finally, how do you get out of a mini cut? Well, with a mini cut, because it's a shorter duration, most likely the best thing you can do post short mini cut is just go straight back up to your new TDE. Calculate your TDE from where you currently are. So if you start your cut at say 80 kilos and now you're 72 kilos, calculate your new TDE off your new body weight and then most likely just go straight back up to your new TDE. So this is what I like to do when people do a mini cut and it's only short, three, four, five, six weeks. If you do say an eight week mini cut and you lose a lot of weight, then I'm probably going to be more inclined to potentially do a reverse diet, but normally a bit of a fast reverse diet. So a reverse diet, not something where you're taking 12, 14, 16 weeks to get back up to your TDE. Often it's going to be more of a six-week reverse diet to give them a bit of structure to go back up to their TDE. But the shorter your mini cut, the less inclined I would be to reverse diet. I'd most likely just go straight up to your TDE. But remember, your TDE needs to be recalculated. It's going to be off your new weight. So if you've lost five, six, seven, eight kilos, recalculate it off where you are currently. And that's going to be where you want to take your calories straight back. So that's it, guys. In summary, for how to do a mini cut, it's going to be understand firstly, a mini cut is going to be a short window of time, no longer than six to eight weeks. Then understand how much weight you want to lose. Write it down, be specific and be realistic. That's another thing. Don't go, hey, I want to lose 20 kilos in six weeks. That's not what we want to do. It should only be trying to achieve five, six, seven kilos in that time frame. Once you understand how much weight you want to lose, also really understand and identify the duration you have. Do you have an event in six weeks? Do you have a wedding in four weeks or whatever it is? Be specific because once you understand the time frame you have, combined with the weight you want to lose, that's going to allow you to determine, do you need a conservative calorie deficit? Do you need a more aggressive calorie deficit to ensure that you hit your goals in that period of time? Then finally, when it comes to your calories, again, don't overcomplicate. Protein levels high, carbs and fats, what would normally do with all my education that you'd see in my programs. And then what you're really just doing is just doing the basics well. Don't overcomplicate. A mini cut, it's just a calorie deficit. It's just a cut. It's just going to be that the window 
is going to be a little bit shorter. And do this and you're going to absolutely crush it. So if you guys need help working out your TDE, your total daily energy expenditure, remember my free TDE calculator on my website is my exact formulas for all my clients. And then if you really want to level up and understand how I do things, go dive into my programs, guys. This is where in... November, I think we've just had almost 4,000 people once again sign up to all my programs. So come put these methods into place and use my programs, use this education on yourself. So that, guys, thank you as always. And make sure you leave a five-star review for me on our podcast. It really helps a lot. Thanks so much, guys, and hope that helps.